You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's gracious help right here on Mapi Shemesh Israel 5768 2008. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Masay. In this week's Parsha podcast, I'd like to share with you something a little bit different than the usual. I want to tell you a little bit about myself. You know, every time I begin the Parsha podcast, I tell you that. I'm right here in Ramapi Shemesh, Israel. I tell you what year it is, 5768-2008. And I want to say that until the year 2000, I hadn't really stepped into Israel so many times. And since the year 2000, I've basically been here straight. So Baruch Hashem, thank God, I've been here for eight years. And all of my life, you know, until the age of 20, 21, when I finally came here in the year 2000, so I always wanted to live in Israel. It was my dream. It was my dream to live in Israel. In fact, when I was about two to three years old, so I, I went to a secular, uh, non-Jewish gun, a uh, preschool, and so they went through. There's a little, there's a little uh, yearbook that they gave out that year, and all the kids they asked them, "Where would you like to go if you could go anywhere in the world?" And this kid said Disneyland, and this kid said Florida, and this kid said California, and when they asked me where I wanted to go, I answered, "I wanted to go to Israel." And it's an interesting thing. Because here I was, I was a little kid, two, three years old, and what gave me that desire, what gave me that inspiration? And basically what happened was when I was, uh, before this, when I was two years old, one and a half, two years old, so my parents made Aliyah to Israel. They went to Israel and they spent a year there in the year 1980, 81. And so, so they made Aliyah, and they knew that they weren't going to stay for a long time, but they stayed there for nine months. They stayed in Israel for nine months. And it was ingrained in me from a very young age that... Israel is the place to be. This is the place where a Jew belongs. This is, this is where our heart is. This is our soul. It belongs in Israel. And it's an amazing thing, unbelievable thing. And that's something that my parents gave me. And I thank them very much to this day. And they sent me to schools. I went, you know, elementary school and part of high school. I went to a very Tzioni Zionistic school, Hebrew Academy of Nassau County. And, you know, they're, they're constantly raising you with the concept of Israel is the place that we belong. This is where we're supposed to be. And the amazing thing is, you know, as I've gotten older, I've seen it's a wonderful, beautiful thing, but not everyone has it, not everyone has that feeling. But where does it come from originally? So it comes from the Zionists, from the Zionism, but the truth is that it goes back a lot farther. It goes back to the to the students of the Gra, and it goes back even farther to this week's Parsha. In this week's Parsha, we find that the Torah says that there's a mitzvah, a commandment, a positive commandment to live in the land of Israel. And it says like this in chapter 33, verse 51, Hashem said, Daber al b'nei Yisrael, speak to the people of Israel, v'amart alayim and tell them, ki atem oivrim es hayardin al eretz Canaan. You're going over the Jordan River into the land of Canaan. V'hayrashtem es kal yoshvei ha'aretz b'nechem. You will inherit all of those who are living in the in the land from in front of you. V'ibadetem es kal maski yisam, es kal mitzalme masichaisim ta'abedu, es kal b'maisam ta'ashmiru. You have to destroy all remnants of idolatry, all remnants of their worship. You're going to inherit the land, you'll live there. To you have I given this land in order to inherit it. And I'm going to continue because these verses are very important. And you're going to give out the land according to your families. If the, the greater the family, the greater the shave of the tribe, so the more, more land you get. That's how much he's going to get for his portion. And the few people will get less of a portion in the land. According to the tribes, that's what's going to be given out. And this is important. It says here like this, if you do not inherit those people, you don't take them out. If you're going to leave over the inhabitants of Israel, 
They will be a thorn in your side. And they will bother you all the time that you're in the land. This is the part I want to focus on. And it says that that which I wanted to do to them, I said to you, to destroy every single last soul, every single person that's in Israel, a non-Jew person who's not supposed to be there, all of these nations, these pagan nations, they have to be destroyed. And and that which I wanted to do to them, if you don't take care of them, it's going to end up happening to you. And that's an unbelievable thing. Because we have a mitzvah, we have a commandment, the Torah wants us to come into Israel, wants us to live in Israel. This is the place where spirituality is. This is the place, like we mentioned in last week's uh, Parsha podcast, that Moshe Rabbeinu Moses, he wanted to get here so he could do those mitzvahs, so he could do all of the special mitzvahs that depend upon the land of Israel that have to do with the, with the land, we have to do with cr- the fruits that, that are, that are pr- the produce of Israel. And that's, that's why we're supposed to come into Israel, we're supposed to have this connection. And Hashem says to us, you have to know something. That part of what comes along with moving into Israel is destroying the people that are there. And if you don't destroy them, you're going to get destroyed. It's an unbelievable thing. On the surface, it needs explanation. What is the understanding of this? And the reason that this question is also so important is because the question is, does this type of commandment apply today? Do we have a mitzvah, a commandment, let's say, to destroy, to get rid of all of the Arabs out of Israel? Is that a mitzvah upon us? Is that a commandment? Is that what the Torah wants from us? That's the question. What's the understanding? Why does the Torah want us to get rid of them? And why is it that if we don't get rid of them, so then we get destroyed in their place? Why is that? Why does that happen? Another important question we need to ask is that the verse itself said that if you don't get rid of them, they are going to be a thorn in your side. How does Hashem know that? Or, I mean, obviously Hashem knows it, but, but why does it have to be? Why is that like this? There's like, it seems to be there, there's a rule. If you don't get rid of them, they're gonna, they're gonna be bugging you to, forever. I mean, why does it have to be that way? Why can't we live side by side, let's say in our times? Why can't we live side by side with, with the Arabs as our neighbors? Why, why can't it just work out? Why, why does it always have to be like if we're here, they want to destroy us? And why, why do we have to get rid of them in order for things to work out? Why can't we live in peace? Why can't we live in peace with our neighbors? And the answer to these questions, is explained by the Mephorshim, the commentaries on these verses, and they say that why does Hashem want us to get rid of all these people? And the truth is, it's the verses themselves. The Torah says you have to get rid of them. Why? Because we have to get rid of their idolatry. We have to get rid of all of their negative influences. And the question then becomes, if that's the case, well, why do we have to get rid of them? Why can't we just convert them to Judaism? Why can't we make them be like us? Why do we have to destroy them? And the answer is that unless people are going to join us willingly of their own accord, so their negative attributes are going to be there forever. They're going to become part of Christ, or they're going to become part of the people of Israel. But they're going to, if they didn't do it on their own, if they were forced, coerced to convert, they're coerced to become part of the people of Israel, so then they're, they're not coming in willingly. And they're not going to let go so fast of all of their idolatry, all of their negative character traits. In fact, all of the all of the nations, these seven nations that were in the peop- in in the land of Israel, so these nations, why were they? Why did they have to be destroyed? Hashem said these nations have to be destroyed because they're so evil. They got they got to such a low level that if they would become part of the people of Israel, they would still remain a thorn in our sides unless they were coming along willingly. In fact, Allah is the law is that if these these nations, you have to kill them. But if they if they're ready they're ready to convert, you don't have to kill them. 
But it's important you understand that there's no such thing in Judaism as forced conversion. We don't do that because we know that when you when you force someone to become part of you, so they're not really interested. And we're not interested in converts unless they're really serious. That's why in Judaism, if you want to become a Jew, so you have to be serious about it. The, the, the conservative and the reform conversions, they're not good because they just say, okay, you get this document that says now you're Jewish. But a real Orthodox con- conversion, which is something that we have a tradition for, Thousands upon thousands of years, these these new age conservative reform conversions, you know, they don't, they're not, they're they're brand new. No, they've been thought of in the last two hundred years. But the the real conversion, the real traditional conversion, the reason that it has to be, you have to you have to accept upon yourself to to do all of the mitzvahs, to keep all the commandments. We're not interested in half-baked commitments because we know we know what really lasts. We know how Jews are able to commit and and to stay connected to Judaism for thousands of years. We're not we're not interested, so to speak. We're not interested in people who are going to be wishy-washy in one day out the other. So that's that's the concept. But basically, what happens is we need to destroy. We need to get rid of the outside influences because if we don't get rid of the outside influences, what happens? What happens is like this. They become a thorn in our side. It's a spiritual rule. Why do they become a thorn in our side? Because two things happen. First of all, because they exist, because we don't destroy them, so they influence us in a negative way. Their pagan ideals, their idolatry, all of this influences us in a negative way because it's a fact of human nature that a person is drawn to the things that he sees around him. That's why it's so important for a person to surround himself with good things. The reason that my family and I, I, I right, right now, Baruch Hashem, Three out of the four kids in my family live in Eretz Yisrael, live in Israel right now. And the reason is because we were surrounded by an environment that said that this is an ideal, this is something that we want to do, this is where we want to go. This is this is it. You know, it's the dream. Let's live the dream. And, and when, when a person surrounds himself with an ideal, so he's drawn after that ideal. The main person, the main choice of a person, and I've mentioned this in the past, the main choice of a person is not whether or not he's going to follow what everyone is going to do around him. That's 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 usually a given he's going to do what everyone, everyone else is doing. The main choice, the main bechira of a person is, is to choose where he's going to place himself. If he sits himself in front of the television, he's going to end up being like those the, the mushchis, the, the horrible people that are on the television. And if he places himself with tzaddikim, with righteous people learning the Torah, he puts himself in a synagogue with a rabbi who's a great person. And there are rabbis who unfortunately are not great people. But if a person makes himself a, 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 a dogma, finds himself an example of greatness, of humility, of kindness, so that's what he's going to be. That's what, that's what he's going to be. That's where he's going to go. That's, a, that's his aspiration and he's going to that's automatically a human being is a copycat that's how children learn that's how we learn that's how we end up being what we end up being the more we surround ourselves with good surroundings and good models the greater that we can become it's essential. But that's the understanding over here. HaKadosh Baruch Hashem told us we have to destroy these elements because if we don't destroy these elements, we're going to learn from these elements. That's why they have to be destroyed. And if they remain, what's going to happen? We're going to learn from them. And if we learn from them, heaven forbid, what's going to happen? They're going to be a thorn in our side. Why are they going to be a thorn in our side? Because there's a spiritual rule. When we are not doing what we're supposed to be doing, when we are not following the Torah, when we are not doing the commandments of God, when we are not attached to spirituality, Hashem, He gives us a smack. He gives us a hit. Like the, the verse says, like a father gives a gives a, a hit to his child. Hashem, Hashem does it. He doesn't do it out of hatred, out of malice. He does it out of love because He wants us to wake up and realize, hey, you're going in the wrong direction. These guys, you got to destroy. You got to get rid of them. You got to get rid of the outside influences because if you don't, you're going to end up like them. And that's why they're the ones. They're the, they are the cause of our downfall and they're also the cause. They're the ones that are, are, they are the tool in God's hands for our smack, for the hit. Because we have to realize 
realize that we have to destroy that thing. It's like something that's, that's coming up in our face and saying we have to destroy it. Because we have to destroy the evil effects, the negative pagan idolatrous effects that come from, from those outside influences. And that's also the reason why the verse says that if you don't destroy them, you don't get rid of them, you're going to get punished the way they were supposed to get punished. And the, the reason is beautiful. It's mamish kimin chomer. It's so beautiful. Because if a person does not get rid of those outside influences, if the Jewish people don't get rid of those outside influences, they end up being exactly like those people. You end up being exactly like whatever you surround yourself with. And therefore, what happens because of that is that you end up deserving the same punishment that they deserved. You end up being in their boat, deserving destruction, heaven forbid. So it's, a, it's so essential. We see from this, it's so essential. A person has to realize that if he wants to come into Israel, if he wants to, to be a good person, he wants to be spiritual, he has to make sure to surround himself with spirituality. And the more he surrounds himself with spirituality, the greater he'll become, the greater he can climb. And that's the lesson that we see from this week's parsha. That's the, the lesson of the mitzvah of coming to Israel. The mitzvah of coming to Israel is to teach us that we have to separate ourselves in a certain respect. We have to surround ourselves with good friends, with good messages, with good models, with good representations, so that we can follow those things and we can ourselves be like those things as well. Now, coming back to the question, what's it like in this in in, in these days, in these times, are we supposed to destroy? We're supposed to destroy and get rid of the Arabs? And the answer is, well, we have to see what's their effect on us. Are they bringing us up or are they bringing us down? And the answer is, we have to. I don't know if we have to physically destroy these people, but what we do have to do is we have to recognize that their their effect on us can be very negative, the secular effect, or even their their concept of God and their idea of how a person has to fight for God. We have to fight till the death. That, that's, not a, that's not a Jewish concept. We don't believe that a person is supposed to destroy himself, kill himself, in order to, to, to get other people, the infidel, someone who doesn't believe in, in God the way I believe in God, therefore they have to be destroyed. That's not how it works. We don't believe that. What we believe is there's a concept of being a light unto the nations. We set the example of how we're supposed to, how others are supposed to behave. We set the example of spirituality. And when people are ready, when people are ready, they're ready, they have that level, they have that spiritual readiness, they're going to follow us. That's what's going to happen in the days of Mashiach in the days of the Messiah the whole world is going to look they're going to look to the Jew they're going to grab the four corners of the Jew's garment they're going to say take us with you because God is with you and the reason is because they're going to see that this is where it is this is where it's at and no one's going to need to be coerced or forced to be, to follow God but rather everyone will see it on their own that this is an ideal this is something that we need so I want to bless me and you and all of us that we should have that desire that desire to rise in ruchness and spirituality the way we get that desire the way we encourage that desire in ourselves by surrounding ourselves with good models, with good representations, with good things, with good divrei Torah, with good words of wisdom that will help us rise and go higher and higher. I want to bless me and you and all of us that we should be zoch, we should merit to see that day when Mashiach comes and we'll all only have a desire for closeness to God and spirituality. Thanks for listening. Have a good Shabbos. Oh, oh, oh.